0: Legends, folklore, and history of New England, a podcast for kids, by kids. Hi everyone, welcome back everyone. I'm Molly. And I'm Bridget, and we have a great episode for you today. So a few weeks ago, we took a trip out to Connecticut and visited the Nathan Hale House. Now, we had no idea who Nathan Hale was at the time, but a tour and a little bit of research, and we've got a great story for you. Also, Molly has the hiccup, so if you hear any, uh, that's Molly hiccuping. (laughs) And the house is haunted. Yup. So Nathan Hale was a Revolutionary War hero. He was born in Coventry, Connecticut in 1755 to Deacon Richard Hale and Elizabeth Strong. His great-grandfather was Reverend Hale, who was involved in the Salem Witch Trials. He had 11 brothers and sisters and grew up on a farm, which was basically a one-room shed, not a big place. When we took to the tour, looking at the house, I don't understand how 13 people could fit in the original house. Seriously, you couldn't even fit enough beds for them all to lie down. I don't get it, but he only lived on the farm until he was 14, then he and his twelve-year-old brother headed off to Yale. They mm. went to Yale at your age, Bridget. Yeah, they did different things back then. They went to college super early, or at least high-class boys did. Girls weren't allowed, and poor people didn't have education. Graduated from Yale in 1773 at the age of 18, and became a teacher in East Haddam, Connecticut. So we have to give a shout out to some of the fight the patriarchy here. Nathan thought that girls should be educated too and in those days they weren't allowed to go to school. Seriously, a hug. So he would have to open his schoolhouse at 5am and from 5am to 7am he would teach the girls from town. Then at 7am they would leave and all the boys would come in for their school day. Was it a perfect fair system? Nope. But definitely something of an improvement. And good for those parents for sending girls to school to be educated. If you didn't know anything about the American Revolution, you know 1773 was getting pretty close to some major disruptions in normal colonial life. 1775, he joined the Connecticut Militia and within five months became a lieutenant. He was part of the Knowlton Rangers, basically the first spy organization in the U.S. In 1776, the Continental Army moved into Manhattan to defend New York City against the British. This was also the time his parents decided living in a tiny one-room house on a great swath of land was a no bueno and started building a new house that stands on the homestead today. This becomes important later. George Washington needed intel to figure out how the British were planning to attack. He sought up volunteers to go behind the enemy's lines and spy on the British. Hale was the only volunteer on September 8, 1776. Si- he volunteered knowing that if he were to be caught, that he would be killed. There was a no-tolerance policy on spies. So, his plan was to pretend to be a Dutch school teacher looking for work and made it p- to British territory on September 12th. Now, typically, when one goes undercover, you make up an identity, or at least a name. But nope he used his real name and even carried his Yale degree with him. The city fell to the British on September 15th. There were some fires that burned out, most of Manhattan, and the Continental Army was moving back. Hale was still undercover, and... Hale was still under cover, though, and hanging out in the tavern, having a drink. This was when things started to turn bad. A British officer, Robert Rogers, saw Hale and recognized him. Robert's like, hey, Nathan, what's up? So guess what? I'm a spy for gold old George Washington. And Hale was like, no way, me too. Spying rule number one, never admit you are a spy. Yeah, so Rogers was like, yo, I'm totally kidding, not a spy, I love King George. And now you're my prisoner. He was taken to a rural part of Manhattan, where a British general had his headquarters and was questioned. They supposedly found some evidence on him. While he was detained, he asked for three things. A Bible, a clergyman, and a paper and pen. They denied all but the paper and pen. Hale wrote several letters that night, one to his brother Enoch, whom he went to Yale with, and one to and one to his commanding officer. But in the morning, they were torn up in front of him. On September 22nd, he was marched out near Dove Tavern, currently modern-day 66th Street and 3rd Avenue in New York. His final words, by all accounts, were, I only regret that I have one life to lose for my country. He was a- hanged at the age of 21. Although there were ideas of where his body was buried, usually they usually kept where traitors or spies were buried a secret, but would have been somewhere in the area where he was hanged. Because his body was never found, the family added a grave marker for an empty grave at the cemetery near their home, now called Nathan Hale Cemetery. The new house on his family's homestead was completed in October that year, so Nathan never lived in the new home, but they used pieces from the old house and the new house. So imprints were made in the materials of his life at the farm. In the early 1900s, a man bought the homestead that was in desperate need of repair and began restoring it. During that time, he reported seeing apparitions and hearing unusual noises in the home. One rainy night, he saw who he believed was Deacon Hale, Nathan's dad, through a window. Other spirits, including Lydia Carpenter, a servant of the Hales, and Nathan's brother, Joseph. The widow of another caretaker believed that John and Sarah Hale, Nathan's brother and sister-in-law, still make an appearance. They inherited the house from their parents. So we know that Deacon can be seen through windows, colonial attire. Lydia appears as a woman in white, sweeping and cleaning. There are also reports of footsteps stomping up and down in the back staircase, and a noise of an unseen entity pacing in the hallways. Now the house is old with wood floors, so they are very creaky. I wonder if the noises were heard when no one else in the home, because otherwise it would be easy to explain. There are even signs of chains rattling in the basement, which is super weird. But some attribute it to Joseph Hale, who was a prisoner on a prison ship during during the war. Maybe his restless spirit is back at the family home. But why the basement? Because basements are scary. I have no idea. Well, during our tour, we didn't see, hear, feel, or feel anything unusual. The house felt open and light, but in the gift shop, they do have a little section up on Connecticut hauntings and spooky happenings. So they are open to asking about sightings. In October, at least in non-COVID years, They have a haunted maze with a headless horseman and all sorts of Halloween fun at the homestead. It was interesting, so go check it out. That wraps up today. As always, if you like what you hear, please rate, like, and and follow. We love those five-star ratings. And if you want to contact us, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook, or just send us an email to contact at lfhne.com. Next week and remember, history is fun and sometimes a little spooky. <laughs> <laughs> oh my eyes are starting to <laughs> <laughs> I do this with the hiccup. sentence. I'll do the rest. No, I'm fine. Mm